Howdy folks, and welcome to the Hunting Stories Podcast. I'm Michael, and this is episode number six. Today we're going to hear some hilarious stories from Armando Martinez. Armando is one of the founders of the Bow Hitch out of uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico, and he's one of the most entertaining storytellers I've actually ever met. Today, Armando takes us with him on an axis deer hunt in Hawaii and finishes up with uh, a tale of when nature calls and an unfortunate run-in with his hunting vehicle. So I hope you enjoy these stories as much as I did. Now let's let Armando tell you his stories. All right, Armando. Cool, man. Thank you so much for joining the Hunting Stories podcast. I really appreciate it. How are you? I'm doing great, man. I'm happy to be here. Thank you. Awesome, man. Well, um, I, you've told me a little bit about the stories you're going to tell today, and I, I honestly couldn't be more excited. Um, Access to you have a, a place very close to my heart, and I know that's one of the big ones you're going to tell. But let's kick this thing off by uh, letting you introduce yourself to everybody. All right. Well, my name is Armando Martinez. I'm from Albuquerque, New Mexico, born and raised over here in the 505. Happy to, you know, this is this is home. I'm never leaving and uh, <laughs> proud, proud, proud New Mexican. and. Um, you know, just like I said, born and raised here, family's still all here. I grew up a third of a mile from where I live right now and grew up in a, you know, in the, in the working, working family. My dad, you know, a hard worker, worked, you know, 38 years with the uh, phone company. And my mom did this and that until she got into the restaurant game. So eventually she bought a restaurant and, or took over a restaurant from one of my, uh, one of my uncles. And so I grew up since early middle school age, working in the restaurant and um, crafting my skills in the kitchen and, and my HR <laughs> skills and my customer service skills. And, uh, and then from there, kind of quickly realized uh, after, after a few years of that as a young adult, that that was not my future. So I was uh, fortunate enough to get into the fire department and have been a with Albuquerque fire department for 19 years now, I'm about to retire. And um, the last 12 of those I've done as an arson investigator. And uh, it's been a, a phenomenal career, very grateful for it. Equally grateful to uh, be able to retire from it and still be, you know, in one piece. So uh, for sure. Yeah. Man, thank know? you for all you yeah. do. Okay. So you can't skip over the bow hitch. Tell us a little bit about that. And then of course, Give us some information about your hunting. How, how long have you been hunting? Cool. Well, the, the bow hits stem from hunting. So I'll start with the hunting stuff. Uh, right now I am 41 years old and I started hunting, you know, as a, as a little kid with my dad, with a, a 22 that my grandpa gave me that, um, you know, a single shot 22 that I still have to this day uh, at probably, I don't know, I think I was nine or 10 years old. He'd take me, you know, rabbit hunting and, and, um, and then we started evolving into uh, deer hunting, and my dad was a traditional muzzleloader hunter, so a '54 Hawkins Renegade with the round ball and patch. And oh, 12 wow. years old, I was able to shoot my first deer with that, and and that's all we hunted with. I could shoot that the best, you know, with peep sights. For some reason, that's what he liked, and so that's all I knew. We never had rifle, you know. We never hunted with rifles. He had them, but um, we never hunted with them. So. Uh, I grew up, I grew up muzzleloader hunting, you know, your standard, you know, <laughs> and yeah. back in the day, this is how we did it. And it was, if it ain't broke, you know, don't fix it. That's how I started hunting broke, too, actually. You know, so, somebody in the middle passing beers forward. And I was that guy, <laughs> I was a professional beer passer. So, 
they gotta start uh, somewhere gotta start somewhere so they they would sit in the front and i'd sit in the middle my dad had an old k5 blazer and they'd uh you know i'd have the cooler in the back and i'd be the one to reach back and pop them beers open and the rule was or not the rule but if i opened the beer i would have to squeeze they liked to cut at the time so i would have to <laughs> squeeze a piece of lime and put lime salt on it and they'd give me the first drink which was essentially foam and lime salt and lime and oh, uh man. so that's that was that was how i started hunting so my first deer was out of that blazer window and about you know, 20 sips into <laughs> 20 just sips the way it was in. dude yep. yeah so it uh that's that that was some of uh, you know some amazing memories of just driving around and that's that's what we did we'd find something then we go stock it you know if we couldn't get a shot after jumping out of the truck and that's that's how i started hunting yeah um, so i assume your hunting's probably evolved a little bit since we've then. evolved we've, we've evolved <laughs> a little bit yeah in high school i had a real close uncle my uncle mike he uh he one day said uh hey do you do you have a bow and i said no i don't have a bow and he my dad was there and he goes well, i got my old bow from 20 years ago he says you could shoot that so my dad my uncle said okay that's yeah, perfect that fits you perfect and it absolutely <laughs> did not fit me perfect but uh, they, they you're pulling the string back down. behind your ear it's exactly <laughs> what it was exactly so anyway he he had a few arrows and my uncle said all right start practicing once you could hit a pipe plate three times in a row you can go hunting with me and and uh he's the one who got me started bow hunting and you know we never we never called. We never did anything like that growing up. So I, I learned uh, I learned a lot from him and kind of what it was like to to be out there and, you know, humping it all day and not seeing shit and not calling in anything. Yeah. And, you know, so uh, <laughs> that sounds but, very familiar. <laughs> you've been there. I think a lot yeah. of the people listening have been there. But, uh, you know, it's the fire, the fire that gets lit that says, hey, this is actually pretty cool. And you know, we eventually found a few animals here and there and slowly but surely, you know, kind of I, I got it. So that was that was in high school, early high school. And I got into the fire department pretty early. I was 22 years old and my rookie year, I was 22, living with one of my cousins who was in the military. And there's a base here, Kirtland Air Force Base. And his one of his partners was at the house saying that he had to move. And that he had a bow, he was going to try to, he need to sell a bunch of stuff. And the bow was one of them. So I was like, dude, I need a bow. I'm right-handed. You're right-handed. I'll just buy it from you. We were about the same size. And so sure enough, I bought a Bowtech tribute from him. And uh, until two years ago, I had been shooting that bow. And that was my only bow other, you know, other than my dad's hand-me-down that I ever had. So, yeah. you know, That's I'm, awesome. I'm a, I'm a firm I, I always like to ask if people still have their first bow, but it sounds like you still do. Yeah, that that one, I, I it's a loner right now. I have a there's a there's a lady who was uh, a husband, I should say. He got his kids into bow hunting. Then his wife started talking about it. And he reached out and he asked me, do you know anybody who has a bow? And I said, well, you're welcome to try mine. You didn't have to get some mods. But uh, so anyway, she's been shooting it for about seven, eight months now. Yeah. So, That's great, man. Uh, I'm trying to, I've, I just upgraded from my first bow um, and I'm trying to find someone to loan it to or give it to or sell it to whatever it might be. The problem is I, I have a pretty big draw length and I'm, and I shoot lefty, um, nope. which yep. turns out 
hard to place. So I'm just going to keep yeah. it tucked away safely until I do find that magical person. And then they'll get the opportunity to shoot that bow. It's a Parker poison 32. So oh. Parker went, Parker went out of business when I bought it and I was like, well, 32 inch draw, you know, left-handed. Like, I could just wait until these guys uh, basically liquidate. And so I got that bow for 70% off and I'd never shot a bow before. I was just, I don't think I could justify a brand new bow with my wife. <laughs> so I was like, all right, I'm going to wait till they, they liquidate and then I'll get this thing. So I ended up getting the, you know, it's a $1,200 bow. I got it for 300 bucks. You can't Dang. Yeah. yeah. That's a unicorn right there. 32 yeah. and lefty. Oh yeah. yeah. It's a tough market to sell right there. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I'm not even left-handed. It's just that left eye dominance oh. thing. So, uh, yeah. But yeah. So when did you decide that it sucks carrying your bow? Oh man, I went hunting with my business partner. Actually, we went to, uh, <laughs> we, we had a, a, a real tough tag at, at the time. It was a over the counter tag. Uh, and it's a six by, it had to be six, six points on one side in December with the bow. And so there's a unit that has a bunch of elk in it, but you had to shoot a six point, you know, mm. tough hunting conditions. And, uh, anyhow, he had done it before and he invited me to go with him. Him and I had never hunted together before. We kind of knew each other, you know, pretty close with the fire department. Not close, I shouldn't say. We we knew of each other. I knew, you know, he was a pretty hardcore hunter. I I, I hunted, started hunting pretty good. And um, anyway, we went hunting in this super shitty terrain. And he would go his way and I'd go mine, kind of. We worked together, but we were not together. Anyway, every time that we met up, he had his bow, you know, hitched onto something. And I keep eyeballing it and eyeballing it. And finally we get back to camp, you know, that first night and I'm tired of carrying my bow and he unclips his bow and puts it down. And I'm like, dude, what the heck? What, what is that? And he's like, I, I don't know. I'm me and my, me and my uncles made it, you know, a bunch of years ago. <laughs> yeah. I've had this thing for like 10 years. So I'm like, Doug, that's genius. Like how, how have you had this for so long and not done anything with it? Yeah. And uh, anyway, um, he used it the rest of the hunt. I carried my bow the rest of the hunt. And when we got home, you know, I, I asked him like, dude, have you ever done anything to, to try to market that or to mass produce or whatever? And he's like, no, nah, we talked about it, but we never done anything. So I let it go. You know, it's his idea. No, no biggie. Like I was just super blown away by it. Yeah. And, uh, sure. the, the next year I asked him and nothing you know now we haven't done anything in the next year and no man you know i'm just so busy and so finally i think it was three years later i said doug if you don't want to do anything with it like if you don't plan on ever moving forward with this idea you know i'd like to do something with it because i will do something with it and um so you know a little conversation into it we decided to partner up and I said, all right, man, let's do it. But if we go, we go hundred percent. And he said, hell yeah, let's go. And awesome. ever since then we've been, uh, you know, business partners and, uh, and, and it's, it's nothing like what he had, but the concept was there. Um, the idea was there, the theory behind it. Um, and, and we've, we've finally, you know, we, we made it to where we really, really like it. Uh, I got a cousin who's a computer computer guy. Mm -hmm. And I started telling him about, I was just talking to who, I don't know, it was one of my aunties or uncles. And they're like, Hey, you need to call Joseph. He can, he could 3d print that for you. So I was like, Oh shit. So I call my cousin, tell him about it. 
turns out he's in the middle of patenting his own deal. He's got a, a board game that they're patenting. And um, so <laughs> he was familiar with the process and what I was going through and what my thoughts were. And uh, he told me, yeah, come down, send me some dimension, send me some rough dimensions. I'll, I'll put something in the, I'll draw, do a CAD drawing for you. And then you can come over and we can play with it. And that's exactly what happened. I went over, he 3d printed the first one. And I told him what we needed to do to change it. He made a few changes and essentially, you know, we, we've made some yeah. modifications since then, but that was the bow hitch, dude. So that's cool. That's super yeah. cool. I, I remember the first time I saw the bow hitch, I think I saw you on Instagram and, uh, I just immediately thought about my buddy and he made this, he's, he's a handy guy. He just makes all sorts of things. That being said, he doesn't always make them the best way. Right. So yeah. he, he made this thing where he would put his, his, uh, it almost was like a, a hip sling. Right. So he put his bow on his hip, except it involved all these rubber bands and things. And I was like, well, that's super cool. Cause I don't want to carry my bow right now. And you're not carrying your bow, but if we see anything, you're going to, you know, shoot something across the the field here because that thing's strapped in by 15 rubber bands so yeah. i was like I, I gotta tell him about this thing so i've hopefully he bought one i've actually checked in with him since i introduced him to the to the bow hitch but it's a, yeah. it's a super cool idea and it does suck to carry your bow which i believe is your dude. slogan so that makes it's sense so that that's our that's our that's it dude and everybody who reads it they're like dude that you nailed it there so we're, <laughs> we're, we're we're proud of that you know him yeah doug and i are both firemen so the fact that we got, we lucked out with the badass logo and a cool, you know, carrying your both stuck slogan. Like we're, we're, <laughs> we're, we're ahead of the game as far as what our background, you know, what our background yeah. is. And you're, you're talking about him being handy. Uh, my first bow hitch. So before I went to my cousin, I had drawn it on a napkin and I still have it and um, was kind of like, man, I think this is what we need to do. This is where I'm going to put it. And it needs to be offset and have this angle on it. And, and so I drew it on a napkin and one afternoon after, you know, four or five beers, I was like, <laughs> fuck it. I think I understand it. I, I get it. So I yeah. went to the garage and I got my angle grinder out and, uh, dude, I made the first one in the garage who I did, a with my angle grinder. And then I used a drill to drill my holes and put it on my bow. <laughs> and I went outside and I was like, Oh my gosh. This I always do my, work. yeah, I do my best angle grinding after a couple of beers. So I'm right there. Yeah. Steady's <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, the hands. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Cool, man. Well, that, that's a good story all in itself, but let's, let's kick into some of these hunting stories. I know you have a couple for us. Why don't you set the stage? Let us know where we're at, what we're hunting okay. and how we're hunting and take it from there. So the stage here is Maui, Hawaii. I'm hunting with uh, a new friend of mine that I had met at, uh, uh, we, I guided him a couple of times in New Mexico, a friend of a friend. Um, we, we have a mutual friend, Mark Quintana, with Whiskey Mountain Dynamics. He builds custom guns. And uh, Dwayne is my partner from Hawaii. He, he met uh, Mark, and they were hunting antelope. Mark was guiding antelope hunters and, and helping out with this long-range shooting school. And uh, he called me up out of the blue, and he's like, hey, man, I met, uh, I met this guy from Hawaii. So I'm like, all right, that's cool. Like, I don't know where this is going. This is weird, bro. And uh, so anyway, he uh, he's like, no, man, he's he's fucking, he's super cool. And I'm like, all right, that's great. And he's like, he said he kills like three or four deer a week. Like he just hammers deer. Damn. And so I'm like, man, I don't know what you're talking. Like I, I had no idea anything about Hawaii. 
I don't, you know, I don't like the ocean. I don't like none of that stuff. I never (laughs) dreamed of being able to hunt anywhere other than in the U S. So it hadn't crossed my mind, but he started talking to him and, and, uh, he's like, man, he's just super cool. And, uh, a few months later, he tells me, Hey, if, uh, if Dwayne draws out, you want to come hunting with us? So I was like, yeah, heck yeah, dude. And, uh, lo and behold, Dwayne draws out and they drew mule, mule deer tags in New Mexico. So, uh, Dwayne tells me, Hey, this is the date we're going to go hunting and blah, blah, blah. Can you pick up Dwayne for, uh, Dwayne from the airport? Mark dad told me that. Yeah, no problem. So Dwayne calls me, I get this random Maui number and, uh, he's like, Hey man, I'm here. Just want to let you know. I said, okay, I'm on my way. I'll be right there. I'm in a, you know, a white land cruiser. And, um, what are you wearing? I told Dwayne, what are you wearing? Um, so I could pick you up and I, it's a land cruiser, but it's a Lexus land cruiser. So every time somebody sees me in that and I go hunting, they're like, oh, this guy's a super douche, right? So <laughs> I, it's, it's easier to say Land Cruiser. And uh, so anyhow, I, I ask him, uh, what are you in, man? And when, when I see you, I'll pull over. And he tells me, well, I'm in some Sitka gear. So I was We're like, ready well. to go. <laughs> yeah, so, so, so I was messing with him and I'm like, uh, what's that? And then he didn't, he didn't, he didn't text me back for a few minutes. I think he was like, Oh my gosh, what did I get myself into? Yeah. And, uh, and so anyways, he says, uh, it's camouflage and that was it. Nothing else. And so <laughs> I, pu- I pull up, I see him there with all of his, you know, his rifle and stuff. And I jump out of the truck and I'm wearing my sick kick jacket. So he starts laughing. And ever since then, we just hit it off. So oh, that's funny, man. So, so that was my introduction to Dwayne, just a, a phenomenal guy. We had a great time, um, shot a nice mule deer and two years in a row, we shot two, two really nice bucks. And, um, we were supposed to, uh, a third party, uh, Daniel, who is Mark's best friend was getting married. And during COVID we were supposed to go to Maui for a hunting trip to go hunt with Dwayne for his bachelor party and because of the covid restrictions and all the stuff that happened that got shut down so we didn't end up making it in uh in 2020 it got canceled so 2021 comes around and we're like hey we're go- <laughs> we still have a bachelor party to make up for so we're going <laughs> so it's yeah. a hell of a bachelor party idea yeah dude so we we made the plans to go and um told the wife and we, we were able to work it out to where my wife and kids, I have a, my wife and then I have a daughter and, and a son of 12 and nine. And um, so we were able to do a week as a family on the beach of Maui. And then they came home and I stayed and went hunting. Just worked out just perfect, dude. That's awesome. I've actually been, been planting that seed um, in, the, in the brain of my, of my wife. I'm like, we're going to Hawaii. We're all going. And then I'm going to go hunting. <laughs> so Dude, you, you got to do it. Anybody yeah. like I had, I had no idea the, those goats, those Spanish goats or whatever they call them. We didn't, we didn't go hunt those, but they are beautiful and they have some super gnarly, you know, horns on yeah. them and that, that are just gorgeous, dude. So if you guys are interested, um, the outfit is Hawaii hunts, Hawaii hunts.com. So, okay. um, that, I'll put a link to that in the show notes for sure, because okay, cool. I'm sure plenty of people would be interested, but yeah, I want to get out there, access deer, the goats. And you know, if I'm out there, I, if it's Turkey season, I'd like to try and bag a Turkey. Yeah. <laughs> they are, 
they had some weird, weird, weird birds out there uh, on the I big bet. island for sure. So my family, we went, had a phenomenal vacation. Maui was beautiful. The people were amazing. And uh, we had a good time with the family trip. And finally, after seven days, I took him to the airport and dropped him off. And then it was hunting time. So um, I only had three days to hunt and I'm uh, four days to hunt total. And I won't tell you the other stories, but the first <laughs> two and a half days were dedicated to uh, my buddy surprised us and he flew us out to the big island to go hunt uh, Corsican rams. So instead of just access deer hunting, we got a bonus hunt to go hunt these Corsicans. So that's amazing. We, yeah, oh, dude, it's phenomenal. We have some great pictures and shot some really nice rams. But uh, the, the hunt I want to tell you guys about is the access deer when I come home. So we get home at night and I have one 24 hour period to kill this access deer with my bow. And before we even came, Dwayne was recommending that I bring a rifle. He's like, no, dude, just, just bring a gun. These, these animals are tough. They're hard to kill. They're spooky. They're, you know, they're, they're a tough animal. Um, yeah. Just, just bring a rifle. So you are sure to get one. And I was like, no, nah, man, I'll, you know, I, I, I would really want to do one for the bow hitch. Never killed anything. You know, I had the bow hitch on my bow and I need some, you know, basically now the word is content, but uh, <laughs> I've, I've learned that I need some content and um, I really would like to shoot one with my bow. So anyway, we, we bantered back and forth a little bit and I ended up bringing my bow and I said, Dwayne, everybody over there else is going to have a rifle. If I need to shoot one with a rifle, I could borrow one of theirs. So yeah. he was cool with that. Super cool. Like I said, super cool dude. And he, and he, uh, he tells me, all right, well, how about this at, at the night before the hunt? He's like, in the morning, you'll be the first one to shoot. I want you to shoot one that way no matter what you have something to take home. And then after that, you can go dick around with your bow and chase them, <laughs> chase them with your bow. So I was all right, that, that works for me. So, you know, sure enough, first thing in the morning, you know, he's, he's got the country to kill him. Uh, we, we went out there and daybreak is coming up and these things are incredibly difficult to see. It's just different country, obviously, you know, mm -hmm. than I'm used to in New Mexico, different vegetation, different, you know, the, those little spots on them do make a difference. It makes them hard to see. And, uh, sure enough, first thing in the morning, we get on one and, uh, daybreak long story short, I shoot that one, take some pictures. And then he tells me, all right, man, go ahead and go grab your bow. And I'm going to have you go hunt with Kamanu and you guys try to stick one with your bow. So we took off um my buddies they they quartered it up and you know caped it and did everything for me and they really really hooked me up for that first access deer a beautiful hides man was it yeah. a was it a uh, buck or a doe yeah buck real nice buck awesome yeah i think he was 28 and change Ooh. maybe yeah beautiful buck and um so anyhow he uh they they let us go with the bow we drive off to a new spot and get out and start walking and we can hear them barking or I don't know. I don't even know what they call it. I, I don't know. They're, I think it's the a bark. Females, yeah. The females were making sounds. So uh -huh. I know the, the males is a roar. So I'm a, uh, I don't know. It's like, I would say bark, I guess. 
they were barking <laughs> and we could hear them and but uh was super cool got in we were about i don't know about 120 yards and then the wind swirled we were kind of in a little really weird draw so the winds kind of swirled on us and they took up a little bit and he said well let's keep working this you know this direction we're going and sure enough we did we find uh, a nice buck with a couple of does and kind of backtracked because we had already walked into where they were they didn't know we were there we had the wind really really good um, so we backed out and got into a little gully and started sneaking up on them and we were able to pop out about 45 yards away so I walked up a little bit and and uh, watched them, you know, probably five, seven minutes. And finally, the buck came to where I needed him to come to. I was able to draw back. He's behind the tree. And, you know, come on, it whispers in my ear. He's like 44. And so I was already steady. I was on him and just let it rip and smack hit him. He takes off. We're high-fiving. Both of us thought it was like the most amazing shot. We, you know, both of us mm -hmm. were really happy with it, with what we saw. And, um, we, we, so we let it sit. we're, you know, high-fiving each other. We have a snack and give them an hour <laughs> and then, you know, we Some do the, spam do the BCB or something. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, that's <laughs> good. Yeah. So we, uh, we jump up finally and go look for blood and dude, not finding very much blood at all. We're both kind of flabbergasted. I was shooting some nice fixed bladed broadheads and he thought we, we both independently thought the shot was in the exact same spot. So uh, I thought, you know, well, there's no way both of us are wrong. And long story short, I went after it, looked all day long and lost it. Oh no. Um, yeah, dude, it was miserable. I mean, there's that, that's a whole different story. Um, I, I have a little YouTube clip that I, that I plan on putting together to put up that documents it. But um, in the middle of the day, they got busy and had to go do some other stuff. And fortunately they left me there. So I literally looked for that deer for 12 hours and wow. lost it. And so finally at night they came and picked me up. I had to go home and pack all my shit because I thought I was flying out that night. So I go home, I pack no deer. I'm devastated because I, I, I wounded this deer and I didn't find it. And um, so the guys take me to the airport, leave me there. I have my sheep, I have my sheep horns, my cape, my meat, my bow, plus plus my my regular clothes bag so I'm, I'm lugging all this stuff around with me and i get to the counter and the lady's like sir i don't i don't see you on on today's flight <laughs> I'm like, well, I, know, I know i got a flight lady like i gotta get home and uh so sure enough i pull out my thing and i have my my phone i get the boarding pass and show it to her and she giggles and she kind of taps me on the arm and she tells me, sweetheart, your flight leaves tomorrow. So kind of excited, kind of upset. You know, I'm pissed <laughs> off that I got a whole 24 hours wrong. But at the same time, I have another day to hunt. Yeah. So I got to call my buddies who relentlessly hammered me for that and still do <laughs> to this day. But they came back, picked me up. And uh, the next morning, I just planned on going hunting with them. And, uh, and Dwayne told me, he's like, where's your bow at? And I was like, no, man, it's cool. Like I, I stuck that deer yesterday. If I find him today, I'll pick him up for sure. But, um, I, I don't need to shoot another one. And he told me, no, go ahead, grab your bow. 
because in Hawaii, I don't know, most people may not know this, but there's once you buy a hunting license in Hawaii, there's no hunt dates and there's no bag limit. Oh, if, I didn't know that. In, unless you're hunting on public land. So if you're hunting on private land, there there's no bag limit and no uh, dates that hmm. you have to hunt. So so because of that, he was able to give me the green light to go shoot another one on on the on his property and um so i didn't argue with him i got my bow and he said the only thing is i'm gonna have to you're gonna have to hunt by yourself today uh i said all right no problem man that sounds good so i'm excited i have my bow i'm ready to go it's dark they drop me off and he tells me you're gonna have to do this you're gonna work this you know kind of a you know you're gonna work this area and the deer should be on your right coming to your left. And they're going to bed up in this area. All right, sounds good. So he lets me out and I'm taking it super slow and just going slow. And all of a sudden I start hearing that bark. And I'm like, holy shit, they're right where they're supposed to be. I start exactly stopping, like you said. Start the exact <laughs> textbook. So there's a field on my right hand side. And then, you know, several hundred yards of a field on my right hand side. And then I go... You know, as I'm walking, let's just say you're walking dead ahead of you. On your right is a field, beautiful, hip-high grass, which is important to note. Hip-high grass. And then there's about a 15-yard embankment that comes up to, uh, to a little hill that I'm walking along. And in that hill is some between 3- and 10-inch trees that I'm walking in and out of. And all those trees are rubbed up from the bucks just hammering it. And um, so I'm walking along this and I could hear the bucks and I could hear the, the does and they're, they're talking. And so I start throwing my sneak on. I got really good wind um, and I get in and I'm about 100, 110 yards at this point. And I drop into the trees and I start going at them. And then they kind of start feeding towards me. So I stop and I make myself a little platform to sit on a nice little seat. And then I start ranging everything around me. So I'm sitting down for what feels like forever, but it's probably like three minutes and <laughs> they stop and feed and they're, they stop working their way towards me. So I'm like, bro, this is your last day. You got a, a bonus here. Like you're lucky to be here. Even this extra day, like you need to go kill that buck. And there was two bucks, two really nice bucks. So I convinced myself to get up out of my spot and I walk, you know, I start stalking them and I get about another 10 yards in and then the vegetation gets super sparse. So I get to that point. They don't know I'm there, but I run out of cover to where I'm very comfortable stalking. So I kind of just talk to myself and I, you know, just, back to the basics okay think about this where you're at you know they're supposed to come this way don't rush it you know like i just got to go through the whole playbook in my head and i convince myself you're right the right move is to sit back where i was so i put it in reverse and i stalk you know i got to stalk back to my seat <laughs> and i sit down and i've got to watch these animals feed and they're talking and they're playing and the books are kind of you know doing their thing and and sure enough, about five minutes later, they start walking towards me again. So at, the, at that time, I was talking, you know, I was trying to do some recording with my cell phone. 
and then they start coming towards me. So I put my cell phone down kind of abruptly and get locked in and start to refocus. And uh, the, the does are coming towards me and then there's two does and then a buck and they're coming from left to right. And the two does stop and feed and the buck just keeps coming, dude. And he's coming and he's coming. And I'm like, dude, he's, I know he's just, he's on a mission to come this way for whatever reason. And so he gets on this game trail, which, which comes right, right in front of me. Mm -hmm. Uh, Wind is good the whole time he's coming. I have a tree at 23 yards that I want to draw behind where anything inside that 23 yard mark, he's done. Um, So he gets behind that 23 yard marker. I draw back. He hits 23, 22, 21. So I almost shoot him at 21 because he stopped for a split second. And then he keeps coming. So I tell myself, dude, just be patient. He's going to walk right in front of you. Dude, he keeps coming and my heart is freaking about (laughs) to explode. Just pounding. Boom, boom. And he's coming, coming, coming. And I'm just watching him. My my body's shifting because I sat down right to where I could twist my torso I wasn't just focused on one position. So kind of, uh, you know, the elk bros teach, you know, you need to set up with your body a certain way. That way you can, it's easier to turn, you know, one particular way than the other. So I had my body right. And he comes and he, he sets up right in front of me, 12 yards. He's, he's walking and I zip one right behind the shoulder, clean pass through sticks in the brush behind him, bloody arrow. I'm freaking out. I'm so excited you know, little redemption buck for missing, you know, jacking up the one the day before. So I sit down and just give myself the time and I let him go and he beds right away. And after about, you know, 30, 40 minutes, I'm like, dude, he's right there. I saw him go down. So I didn't give him his full hour that I typically do. And, um, I went out there, I picked up my arrow. I got on the blood, started walking after it and his freaking horns pop up out of the grass. (laughs) so i'm like disgusted at this point i'm like dude what the heck and the grass is so tall like i said it's at your thigh you know your hip thigh area and maybe not your thigh if you're 32 inch draw but my (laughs) thigh on a a five five eight five nine dude it's pretty tall grass so i just see the tips of his horns and i cannot see his body so him and I kind of play, uh, you know, we're prairie dogging it. He's up, I'm up. He's up, I'm up. But his head is up. He never stands up. So one of these times we both come up at the same time and he catches my movement and then he takes off running. So oh, I'm watching no. him. Yeah, exactly. I'm watching him run off, but I wasn't able to get a shot off um, because we were just kind of prairie dogging each other. And then he took off running. And it was, it was, you know, a pretty good run that he took off at. I, I, I did not take a shot. I didn't even draw back at that point. But I watched where he went and he disappeared. So I said, all right, well, I'll get back on him. That looks like a great shot. He's got a, you know, I don't know why he's not dead yet, but he will die. So I go look for him. I'm looking for him for like two and a half, three hours and nothing. I run out of blood. I have good blood, good blood, good blood. And then all of a sudden it just dies. And then another thing about that grass, just picture, you know, super tall grass like you see in a movie that's blowing side to side, but with like ocean winds that are always blowing. <laughs> so you're just looking for the blood. Yeah. Oh, dude. And I, I have bird, I get vertigo 
And so like seasickness and just trying to <laughs> trying to catch these blades of grass going back and forth with blood spatter, you know? So, oh, it was brutal. So long story short, I run out of blood at a certain point and I grit it the best I can and I and I just can't find him. So at that point, the guys call me and they're like, hey, what's up, man? Did you find him? And I said, dude, I'm sorry to say, but I haven't. Like, I don't know where the heck he is. He's He's got to be here. I smoked his ass, but I he, for whatever reason, he ain't dead. So they drop off uh, my buddy Daniel. He comes and they drop him off. The other guys are still hunting and he comes to help me. And I tell him what happened. I tell him what I did. He starts from scratch, you know you know starts at the beginning walked me through this and then he went here and then he did this and then okay then from there we start gridding and we grid one direction we grid the next direction we grid the next direction and the only direction left is kind of towards the open field which is the last place I thought he would have went but sure enough dude we start gridding that way because that's all that was left and he was about 25 30 yards away from us the whole time that I was there and he jumps <laughs> up and he runs again. So uh, I'm like, dude, he, I mean, he was probably five, seven yards away from Daniel when he kicked him up and oh, uh, so he, yeah. So he takes off. I got my binos on him. I'm watching. He's still squirting blood, but uh, he just, he's just not dying. So I watch him the whole way. He goes about, I don't know, 300 yards and beds down again. And we give him another 40 minutes and Daniel says, I'm going to go back in there. And this is where the story gets good. He goes, I'm going to go back in there and corral him. And if I, you know, and I'll push him this way and Daniel's not a bow hunter. So I'm like, Daniel, that, that, that's a great idea, but I have a bow. Like, <laughs> I you know, just cause you jump him doesn't mean we're going to kill him. Like I got to be close. I got to hit the bastard. Like, if he's moving, if you scare him, he's going to be running. Like, I don't know. I, I don't think it's a great idea because, because I have a bow. And I said, but I think he's dead. Like, there's no way he could have done all of what he's already been doing and still be alive. So go ahead and I'll walk you in. So he put in his airbud and his airpod or airbud, whatever they're called, into his ear. And I put my cell phone on my bino harness and and he's walking in. So I'm talking to him. Okay. A little, you know, a little further, a little further, a little left, a little, whatever. And he's getting super close to where I want him. And I tell him, Daniel, he should be. And just when I said that the freaking deer stands up super close to Daniel. And then Daniel starts running and he gets behind him, dude. <laughs> he freaking corrals this animal and he changes his trajectory and he pushes him towards me. And so now this deer doesn't know I'm there and he's coming at me at a 45. So I crouch into the grass. I have an arrow knocked and I start to, you know, cutting the distance and I'm just running, you know, we're not running, but I'm walking towards him and I'm stalking him and trying to cut the distance off. And finally I get to where I'm like, okay, I mean, this shit's going to happen. So I draw back <laughs> and I sit up, I stand up and the deer is just running across me. And at about 30 yards, I zip one through his front shoulders, quack. And, uh, and so I'm like, dude, I smoked his ass. So he goes and he drops, you know, 50 yards away. He beds down. 
So I'm like, oh, dude, that was, you know, epic. My heart's pounding. I'm like, I cannot believe that this happened. Like, <laughs> I could just that, like, I wish you had a video of your buddy chasing the wounded oh, access to your torture. That would have been the best. I have it forever ingrained in my mind. So okay. it, it was so epic. So anyway, he, he continues to come around. He's breathing hard, you know, but he's he's a fireman up in Santa Fe and uh, super good shape. You know, he's he's a he's a stud. So, Daniel, thank you. You ever hear this? Um, I thanked him. I thanked him before, but that was it. Just it was meant to be, dude. So anyway, the deer comes and he beds down, head still up. Daniel walks kind of catty corner to him, and he he gets ahead of him, and he's kind of hiding in the grass, staying out of the way so he doesn't bump him. And uh, you could just see the tips of the horn. So he's telling me because I still have the phone on. He goes, "Dude, come up and shoot him. I'll record you." And so he pulled out his phone. And I was like, no, nah, man, he's going to die. And he's like, dude, you've already hit him twice. It, let's just put him out of his misery. Let's end it, you know, and, you know, uh, yeah. and just try to try to, you know, take take him out of misery. So I'm like, you know what? You're right. So I knock another arrow. I start coming towards him. And this whole time, Daniel is recording. So I stalk up to this deer and I'm probably five yards away, seven yards away, like tops. And I zip one through him. I shoot him. He stands up and he starts, excuse me, he starts to run and he sees sees Daniel. So this is arrow three. He sees Daniel and charges him. (laughs) Daniel's probably like at the time, maybe 30 yards away. So the deer stands up, sees, takes a few steps, sees Daniel, drops horns. And just runs right at him, bro. Oh, just, my God. So from my vantage point, all I see is the horns and Daniel in the middle. <laughs> and this thing just going lights out right at him. So at the last second, Daniel jumps out of the way. And the deer runs past him and then piles up. So then Daniel comes to me and I run to him. And we, I'm like, dude, what are like? that was the sickest, you know, we're shaking hands and, you know, high-fiving, like, holy shit, can't believe that happened. That thing attacked me. And and as he's standing next to me, I can see blood on his foot. So I'm like, dude, you're like, are you okay? Are you hurt? So I start grabbing his leg and looking and, and uh, he's like, no, that's, I'm okay. And I'm like, dude, he got you. He stabbed you somewhere. <laughs> and, uh, and so he starts checking himself and, uh, He's like, dude, I think the deer, when I jumped out of the way, I rubbed against him. And sure enough, dude, he had it all on video. Oh, no way. Yes. Has it all on video. So up into the shot, you know, it's just your standard video. But as he runs towards him and he jumps out of the way, it fumbles so fast that we were only able to get steel shots off of it. But you could, you could, the iPhone is amazing, right? You could catch the blood droplets coming off. You see his feet rubbing up against the deer. It right next to him, dude. And uh, so finally it piled up and, and died, you know, just a few yards away. But absolutely epic, man. That epic, is an amazing epic, story. Epic. Yeah. Ima- imagine if your fight was a day earlier. Yeah, I, I would have. Yeah, I uh, dude. I mean, it was just meant to be. It was meant to be like the 
everything about it. Like the day before when I didn't find that deer, I was out there for 12 hours. I was pissing Gatorade, you know, like it was just, yeah, I, I, it was, it was a brutal day. Like that country's a little tougher than people think like it tougher than I thought it was going to be. But that humidity is no joke. I'd never hunted in that before. Um, the sun and the wind, it just takes all that moisture out of you. And um, so I got, I got really, really tired and dehydrated that, that first day. That's, that's, man, that's an awesome story. (laughs) If you send me that video, I would love to see just the whole thing. Cause it sounds, I just, I have to see it. Dude, it was, it was incredible. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I would be happy to. So you guys check it out. I don't know what I'm going to name it, but you know, access deer attack or i don't know something like that but you know you just and never never in a million years would i have ever thought that that would happen and um it did it was it was incredible the fact that he did not get speared um Good i was like dude, he, he almost shish kebobbed him and it was yeah. it was that close it was that close so anyway we break him down and pack him out load him out and uh I got the horns here. I'm just, yeah, <laughs> caught my flight the next day. And, oh, yeah, they gave me hell for that. So, oh, I yeah. Imagine, man. I can imagine. That's a pretty awesome story. Yeah. Dude, thank you so much for sharing that. I think that's one of the best ones we've had so far. So I don't want to, you know, just jump on to the next thing, but I know you had a couple more for us. I, I got, I got, I got two. One, well, I'll tell you one. And then if, uh, if we got time, I'll tell you another one. But All right. so. So if you want to do like a little short or something like that, <laughs> whatever. So, so, so this, this hunt takes place in Southwestern New Mexico. It's a late season cow hunt. That is a, it's called a youth encouragement hunt. And I'm taking my, uh, my cousin out my nephew, my uncle's son. And um, we're out there. It's a December hunt, fresh powder, you know, probably, I don't know, two and a half inches of snow in some country that we had never hunted but we're up in there we're cruising around trying to cut some tracks and we stumble upon this giant bear track and uh so i'm like dude that's kind of weird this guy's out in the middle of winter and you know fresh layer of snow from from yesterday and he's he's out and about cruising and so anyway we get out we're just walking around looking at his tracks and um run across this water hole and it had a little bit of ice, but there was a bunch of elk tracks around it. So we're looking around doing, you know, a little 360 action and, you know, a few cups of coffee in first thing in the morning. I'm like, dude, I'm going to go take a shit. So I grab, you know, <laughs> I grab my shit paper. I start walking away from the truck and from the water hole and I'm there doing my thing. And then I get kind of that sixth sense, right? And you're like, oh no, dude, something's watching me. So, um, and then that giant bear track comes into mind and I'm like, oh boy, here we go. So I start looking around and I'm kind of, you know, like I'm, I'm aware, I'm not freaking out, but I'm, I'm aware. And so I'm like, man, like, I know something is watching me. I look left, I look right, I push a little bit, you know, I look back left, I look right. And <laughs> to uh, speed things up. Yeah. I'm trying like, Duke, let's get this, let's get this cleared up here. And then out of the corner of my eye, I catch movement. And so I know like what tree I'm looking at. So I'm just staring at this one tree. And then I see my nephew's head pop out. <laughs> and, he, uh, and so that's who was watching. I was like, 
hey, you little pecker head. I was like, you're watching me take a dookie. <laughs> and, and he's all, I didn't see nothing. I didn't see nothing. So, oh, man, I just teased him and teased him. But, you know, that feeling of something watching you, it absolutely was. And it was that. It was Terrifying with, with the pants down. That's, oh, that's dude, awesome. yeah. So, oh, he was poor, poor little dude. As I was like, oh, you're a creeper, man. Like, <laughs> so oh, we hammered. We hammered him pretty good for a few days. And I bet. Called called it good, but that was a that was a, a pretty cool, you know, pretty cool trip for that little dude. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, what's the other one you got? I know you got another quick one. Yeah, so other one the the the, the guy that I'm with, uh, same guy, James, my uncle James. We're okay. deer hunting. I have a mule deer hunt in New Mexico in January. Used to be a phenomenal hunt. Um, it's 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 gone downhill quite a bit, but uh, the January hunt was supposed to be the bomb in this particular unit and drew the tag. We drive up there, start, you know, doing our thing. I'm glassing from the top. I see a few deer, but we're supposed to be seeing tons of deer, tons of bucks, all kinds of activity. And it's just rough, dude. There's nothing, you know, we're, I saw a couple little forkies, a ton of does, but, but not a whole lot going on go the whole day without drawing my bow back without seeing a buck that I was, you know, even willing to go to go after. And, um, so kind of had a rough day. So the next day mm-hmm. we decided we're going to go to a whole new spot and we drive in and dude, I hate dead end roads, hate dead end roads. So <laughs> long story short, we drive a dead end road. He's driving. I'm in the passenger seat. So I'm thinking we just, we just saw this country. We had just got to the dead end, took a leak, and we're coming back out. So I'm like, well, chances of me seeing nothing are pretty slim because we just passed this country like two minutes ago. Yeah. Well, sure enough, there's two deer on the right-hand side, two decent bucks. One's actually, you know, I think he's 150-something. So a decent buck, yeah. you know, mule deer. And um so he's on my side, on the passenger side. We're driving by. We're in my Land Cruiser. Um, so I jump out. I'm like, dude, let me get out. So I jump out, get behind my truck, and I'm walking behind my truck while James is driving. While these deer start feeding and kind of walking a little bit, and, and they kind of speed up, and James starts speeding up. So now I'm running with my bow, <laughs> and, and then the deer stop, and I'm like, dude, you got to slow down. So he's like, well, the bucks are, I'm like, well, I'm the one who has to shoot, like, just slow down. And so, I mean, you got to think of how fast this is happening. Everybody's excited. He's not looking at me. He's looking at the deer and trying to mimic what the deer are doing, which totally understandable. So anyway, he keeps going. The deer stop, he stops. So I catch up, I catch my breath. I'm trying to get a range, about to shoot. He has a range finder and I had a range finder, but he was going to be the one to, you know, hopefully call out my ranges. Well, the deer move. So he starts driving and he's losing me. So I bang on the, on the truck <laughs> and, and I'm like, dude, what the fuck? Let's slow down. Like, and he's like, Oh, sorry, sorry. And they moving. And I'm like, I, yeah, I, I know. So I'm, so I open the door. I'm like, dude, just let me get in. So I jump in and my bow, I'm holding the bow outside of the door, my left hand. And, and I'm sitting in the, in the back seat of the lag cruiser on the driver's side and he's driving and and uh finally they start slowing down and i'm not really paying attention my legs hanging out 
and I'm watching the deer. And then all of a sudden my tires, my kind of knobby, I'm, I'm start to work my way out of the truck. Cause I see that they're slowing down about to feed and the tire catches my leg. Oh no. <laughs> yes. So I feel it pulling me down. And so I just jump out of the truck, like bail out on my left-hand side and just lay down. And I, I'm looking at the tire, bro. And I can see the tire just run over my foot. And I'm like, <laughs> oh my gosh, it's going to break my foot. But no, luckily it did kind of the heel and just the sole of the, the shoe. And I had some heavy duty shoes on some, uh, I think I was wearing Danners at the time, uh, some like sheep hunting Danners. And yeah. so they had that real thick, solid sole. And so the thing ran over my foot and I'm laying on my side. He pulls up like another two feet and he ranges and he, he yells back. He whispers, not yells, he whispers back to me. He's like, 57. So I'm like, holy <laughs> shit. So I'm already, dude, I'm already knocked laying on my side. So I just sit up right on my butt and I draw back. And I get to my, you know, I get my pin on him and then I smoke his ass and uh, he takes off running and James jumps out and he's like, dude, you got him. I'm like, dude, you ran over me. And he's like, <laughs> no, but you got him. And I'm like, yeah, but you fucking ran over me, James. And he's like, no, I didn't. And I'm like, dude, I swear you ran over me. Dude, and we have this little conversation on video too. And he's like, no, I was like, I promise you ran over me. Like, He's like, well, what were you doing? I'm like, dude, this ain't my fault. Like, oh, dude, it was so funny. But yeah, sure enough, we recovered the buck and nice buck and a funny story to to have to where, you know, and not a whole lot of bow hunting that happens out of the backseat of a truck. But right. Yeah. Or from it, underneath it, the truck or from underneath <laughs> the truck. But yeah, dude, I just remember laying on my side, arrow knocked because I had planned on just stepping out and getting behind the truck and shooting, but I'm laying on my back or on my side truck had just ran over my foot and I'm trying to process out of my brain. Like, is my foot broken? It just haven't felt it yet. Like what's happening. And then he goes 57. So I'm like, well, I know. All right. So I just sit up and in one motion, I sit up and draw back and just hammered him. That's amazing, man. That is such a good story. Armando, yeah. you are a storyteller. I'm so glad that we had you on here today, man. This has been oh, fun. I, I, my face is going to hurt from smiling because you've been cracking me up, bud. Yeah, good times, man. It's it's good to remember these. And uh, if you guys have a good hunting partner out there, thank them, appreciate them, love them. For not um, running over you like Armando's yeah. does. <laughs> Even if they do run over you, love them anyway. Love them anyway. That's great, man. Well, we are running out of time here. I know the recording is actually going to kick us out. Um, okay. So let's uh, let's wrap it up. Armando, thank you very much, man. These stories are amazing. All three of them, whether you're shitting in the woods or getting run over by a car. <laughs> Good I appreciate time. it, man. I, I appreciate you sharing your stories with us. It's always fun to hear people tell stories that they know people are going to laugh at them a little bit. So, but why don't you tell the people where they can find you, your Instagram, your website, whatever it might be. And, uh, and then we'll, we'll call it a day, man, because this was fun. Cool. Cool. Very cool. Well, thank you. First off, thank you for having me. Um, if you want to look into the bow hitch, it's the or bowhitch.com. And um, Instagram is typically what we run on. We're on Facebook also, but I am better on Instagram at posting and, and replying on Instagram. It's at the bow hitch. You have to put the bow hitch, but uh, our product is sweet. 
Don't have it to carry your bow. There's nothing like it out there that you can hunt with, like you can hunt with the bow hits. You can carry your bow. You can put it on your backpack. You can do whatever you want to with it, with everybody else's stuff. But when it's time to hunt, there's there's nothing like the bow hitch. So um, that's it. We're for hunting, not hiking. <laughs> cool man well armando thank you so much man i really do appreciate it um i'm gonna put links to all that stuff you just mentioned in the show notes so if uh you, you don't have a pen on you just just look in the show notes and hopefully you'll share some of those photos and videos with us and i'll put those on the elk hunting uh podcast instagram as well man so thank you again this has been a lot of fun pleasure brother thank you for having me all right guys that's it another story in the books if you have any feedback please let us know just go to at hunting stories underscore official on instagram and of course direct message us and while you're there don't forget to follow i again want to thank armando for taking the time to share his stories with us and i hope you enjoyed the stories and had as good of a laugh as i did but for now go to instagram and follow the bow hitch and don't forget to check out the website as well which is the bowhitch.com of course while you're playing around Don't forget to head to your preferred podcast app, Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, whatever it is, and subscribe, review, comment to help the Hunting Stories podcast grow. We really would appreciate it. Now, thanks again for tuning in. I hope you've enjoyed the podcast so far. We will be releasing a new episode every week as long as I can keep up and we have people willing to tell their stories. So thanks again. Now go make some stories of your own.